You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Good morning, everyone. I'm Kathy Biasse, and along with our producer, Alex Diaz, we welcome you to The Health Hub. Before we get into our show, I have a quick announcement. Uh, we're starting, before we get into our show today, we're starting uh, the program off with the announcement. We would like to take this opportunity to inform you of a worldwide marathon taking place from May 23rd to May 27th. This marathon is to help raise funds in order to establish other Radio Maria stations around the world so that we are able to bring the good news of Jesus through Mary to all corners of the world. During the week of May 23rd to May 27th, volunteers will be available from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. to take your pledges. Please help us to help Our Lady bring Jesus to the world. We are live today on our show. Good morning, Alex. How are you? Good morning, Kathy. I'm well, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Um, I'm super pumped about this show today, let me tell you. Um, we have uh, MasterChef Canada Top 8 chef on our show, and I will introduce you to him shortly. Do you cook, Alex? I try, but not very successfully at the moment. I think trying is the biggest, uh, that's the first step. I, I try my best as well. We have a pattern in our house. I cook from Sunday through to Thursday, and then I get Friday, Saturday off to regroup. And I don't do, you know, really fancy meals. My ingredients are basically uh, five or under. If I see a recipe that's got a whole bunch of ingredients, I just back off. Yeah, I just turn the page, right? <laughs> you just turn the page. Yes, to, they wouldn't appreciate it anyways, I don't think. I, I'm just going to mention, even for me, I don't generally cook, but uh, when I do, I try and do it with my dad over the weekend on Saturday or Wednesday. It's very difficult to find some time to make a balanced meal and so you just have to really try and try your best for sure it is hard uh, you know it you really one of the things that i did this is totally off topic um over the the last years i ran a detox and i had meal plans set out for everybody and i thought you know i should do this with the people online that are doing with me and i i did so i followed the meal plan through the whole week and it was actually so helpful because it had the recipes, had all the ingredients, and I knew what I was making. I shopped on the Sunday. It was very, very beneficial. Right, well, I, actually, one of my favorite uh, things to bake are chocolate chip cookies. That's, oh, okay, that's the one yeah, thing that the I, healthy that I ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, with coconut sure. oil, I'm sure. Awesome, <laughs> yes, of course. I, I do try and use a lot of different ingredients. I do take the time to pick you know, fresh ingredients. I like to use organic when I can and mm -hmm. herbs and seasonings and so forth. And I watch, I watch TV. I try and, you know, look at some of the, the food channel shows to get ideas. So I, I do, I do work hard at trying to make more tasty meals. You know, I do have to say I fall into the same rut of the same simple ingredients usually, but that's what my kids like. Mm -hmm. Anytime I've actually gone off the table, I don't know if they really like it or not. It doesn't, doesn't come across really the way I envision it. But um, 
I had this this introduction prepared, and then I I watched Master Chef Canada the la- the latest episode, and I I just I, I was just so totally blown away. They made this. <laughs> It was like uh, candy floss mm-hmm. on the outside, and then you poured uh, a puree, and it melted down, and it exposed this beautiful dessert. And these two girls, I think Taya and Maya, they just watched what these chefs were, had created. They tasted what was being made, and they went back to their station and somehow created, recreated what they had just seen. And, and, you know, and I'm looking and I think, wow, these guys are amazing. And then it dawned on me that these people don't get paid a cent for what they do. And they're able to put together creations that are just off the charts. And that's why I'm so excited today, because I'm sitting actually across. We have, my guest, Matt, is in studio. And he was, as I mentioned, a MasterChef Canada uh, guest, top, top eight finalist. And the things that, that they create, in the 60 minutes or the 45 minutes or whatever time frame it is, it's just, it's just outstanding. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm totally amazed. And, and, and I just, I, I watch the show and I can't even, I can't even take away anything. That's just so beyond where I'm at. I just sit in awe. And I know it's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. I mean, I wouldn't even know how to make the cookie that was at the very bottom of this thing. And they just go back and they, you know, and I asked Matt before the show started, I said, are you, you know, when they say 60 minutes, is it really 60 minutes? And, and they said, oh, he said, yep, 60 minutes or the 45 minutes. So um, when we come back from our quick break, I'm going to introduce you to Matt. And I'd, l- I'd let you know that if you want to chat with Matt, you can call in at 416 416- Two four five fifteen thirty four. You can also uh, Twitter us at, at Radio Maria Can or my own account at Kathy underscore Biase. And when we come back from break, I'll introduce you to Matt and we'll get right into Matt from MasterChef Canada. Thank you.
You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. As mentioned, we are live. You can give us a call at 416-245-1534. Uh, tweet us at, at Radio Maria Can or at Kathy underscore Biasse. So before the break, I let you know that we have a MasterChef contestant, top eight contestant with us. His name is Matt Vanderhelm. Matt was born in Oakville, Ontario. And after living in the States for a few years, Matt returned to Ontario and attended St. Wilfrid, Sir Wilfrid Laurier University, where he achieved his degree as an honors Bachelor of Business Administration. During university, Matt was very involved with student union as well as other volunteer programs. Although he has always had an interest in cooking, it was during his university years that he really began to hone his skills while operating with a student's budget. After graduating, Matt jumped into the corporate world as a business analyst. And although he moved up the corporate ladder very quickly, he never really felt happy or fulfilled. So he decided to roll the dice and send in an application for MasterChef Canada. Matt was a contestant on MasterChef Canada Season 4, which is currently airing, and he made it to the top eight. Currently, Matt is the owner of Vander Kitchen, doing corporate and private cooking classes and events, and is working on opening a gastro pub in downtown Toronto. Welcome to the show, Matt. Hi, how's it going? It's going very well, very well. So let's take care of the elephant in the room and let's talk about MasterChef because mm-hmm. as I was mentioning before, I, I'm, I'm just taken by the show in general. So why don't you tell everybody how this whole thing happened? So uh, I've always really had a passion for cooking, but um, it wasn't, uh, you know, people have said, you know, you should apply for MasterChef or Chopped or, you know, whatever, just to get out there and kind of show people what I have. And I kind of thought, oh, I'm not good enough for that or, you know. You watch the show and you think, in, you know, in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, I could do that, maybe. You know, oh, no, or, no, I don't <laughs> or, think many at least, of us at would least, think that. <laughs> at least I thought that. And, like, I would always, you know, watch the show and think, you know, if I got these ingredients, what would I do? Or, you know, even my family at the cottage, we would play MasterChef and we, my mom would get me ingredients and, you know, give me mystery uh, mystery boxes at the cottage and we'd cook for them and stuff like that. So it's kind of something that's that I've always enjoyed doing and, and enjoyed watching. So I kind of figured, hey, I'm not really feeling fulfilled with my work. I was actually getting stomach aches and getting ill. And uh, I had been to the doctor for multiple, multiple checks and, and they couldn't find anything. And, and they finally said, hey, you know, maybe it's anxiety. Maybe you're you're just not happy. You're not fulfilled with what you're doing. And so I said, hey, my, why, why not apply for MasterChef and see what, what happens? Yeah, let's take a step back there. Not many of us would look at MasterChef <laughs> and say, we can do that. <laughs> I look at my fridge or whatever and I see ingredients and I, I what am I going to do now I just there has to be you have to be born with some sort of acumen to become a chef or become a professional home cook yeah <laughs> I uh I mean I think um there is something you know it's nature versus nurture right like there's something to be said that you're you're born with certain talents you know people who are dancers or great dancers are born with certain dancing talents or artists are born with great drawing or sculpting talents. Uh, And yeah, I think there is some kind of inherent quality to understanding food, understanding flavor, understanding, you know, having that palate, but it it can also be taught. Uh, And that being said, you know, like growing up, I never cooked that much until I got to university and and university is where I really expanded. So I kind of feel like I have somewhat of a, you know, a knack for it because like you said, you look in the fridge and you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I look in the fridge and I'm like, yes, I got a challenge. Like I got chicken and 
you know, all sorts of random stuff in there and leaks and stuff. And I, I sometimes buy things just to put them in the fridge so that when I'm cooking, I'm like, oh, what do I have? And it's almost like a little mystery box in my own fridge. So it's funny that you kind of mentioned that you don't like that, but that's kind of what I do what for fun. On. Yeah, what I thrive for. So, and in my application for MasterChef, I even said, you know, one of my favorite things to cook. They said, what, what's your favorite dish? I said, I, depends on what's in the fridge. And I, I thought that was kind of unique because I know a lot of people had, you know, this is my best dish or you know, I've practiced this. And I almost don't have a best dish because I like cooking so many things and trying new things and experimenting that, you know, I have a few dishes that I've, you know, worked on and perfected, but there's no dish that I can say that it's, you know, my dish. Uh, I just like the challenge of kind of creating and experimenting. So you wouldn't say that you prefer to cook Italian food. You prefer it's whatever. Yeah. And, and actually when I, I, I really enjoy Asian flavors. Uh, I think that stems when I was, when I was in grade 11, I actually went to Hong Kong with my best friend for three weeks He's from there. Uh, but I've always said, you know, I, I think I'm Asian fusion cuisine. And when I was on the show, they kind of work with you to talk about, you know, what do you like cooking? What's your palate? What do you enjoy uh, eating even? And uh, we kind of came to the consensus that I was more international cuisine because mm-hmm. I like cooking Thai food and Indian food just as much as I like cooking Asian food. So, you know, I, I really like slamming up flavors too. So the other day I made <laughs> a sheep's milk, you know, Italian gnocchi, and then I did uh, jerk chicken on top of it. So it was uh, like, who yeah. would have those ingredients in the fridge? Oh, I have my spice rack is I literally, whenever I see an interesting spice, I buy it, put it in my spice rack and then yeah, yeah, whenever see, I can it, use it, I use it. It has to be something, you know, I've, I, I heard there's science behind, you know, breaking down the proteins and, and things like that, but that doesn't come out when I'm watching that show. It's just like people are given like this. I mentioned this challenge. This one really, I think of all the challenges. I just maybe because it was so pretty. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but she had this dish where this this um, candy floss melted down. And I thought you can't. You, it's it's not a science. You, yeah. you have to you have to be able to on the spot. Is sixty minutes sixty minutes, or is this a TV sort of induced time frame, or it's sixty minutes go? No, it's uh, it's sixty minutes go. I mean, once that clock starts, it doesn't stop. There's no TV magic. If you cut your finger, you're getting band aids kind of while you're cooking, sort of thing. Like it's it's serious. So they take that very 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 seriously on the show, and uh, there's no foul play there. Like. They're not stopping the clock, so to speak. So, oh, it's stressful then. Yeah, it's super stressful. Um, but you know, it's it's a, it's a competition. They want to be as fair to everyone as possible, and that's the only way to make it absolutely fair. So, I, I kind of respect that. Tell us what happened to you on the show. Oh, so uh, you know, accidents happen in the kitchen, and um, you know, being under the stress and time and stuff, I was uh, I was working through one of the challenges in the redemption challenge where I was asked to come back and compete against two other home cooks to earn a place back in the kitchen. And I uh, was working well through it, um, got to the last little bit, and uh, I'm not, I'm an inlander, so I don't work with uh, lobster that much. So, you know, I, I knew how to get the tail out, so I kind of cut that out. But then in that last kind of minute or so, I was I was fussing around with these claws, trying to figure out how to get them out, and I just couldn't figure it out. So I decided I would try and smash it like a piece of garlic, and uh, instead of going on the flat of the knife, I went down on the sharp of the knife and actually ended up uh, slitting my wrist. So, <laughs> oh, I've, I, Matt showed me the the injury. How long did it take you to recover for that? From um, that? It was it was a good kind of two weeks before I could really even move my wrist kind of around. And I was actually in a cast and, and stuff like that. Um, the swelling was the worst part. Like it was really really swollen, uh, lots of scar tissue. But you know what? It healed up pretty quickly after that. Um, I have full, I would say full use of it now. Uh, push-ups, pull-ups, no problem. I'm back in the gym. Um, not much, you know, uh, there was no nerve damage, which was, I was really, really lucky. 
Uh, and I only kind of partially severed the tendons, so they, they healed up. Yeah, so they healed up <laughs> real good. And I only nicked my ulnar artery, so I missed the main artery and only nicked the the minor one. So really, it was uh, kind of really lucky the way it happened. I missed all my major major stuff. I just saw a, a clip. I wasn't able to see the whole episode, but it just looked like Matt's hurt. He's off the stage. On comes the ambulance, and then they right back to to the other two girls cooking. Yeah. So it wasn't. It was. A, it was far more serious than they. They let on, I guess. Uh, yeah, a little bit, but I mean, it you is. You don't want to focus on it that, is, it's though. It's a cooking <laughs> show, exactly. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to scare people away with uh, with gore on a cooking show. So, what was your favorite thing to cook when you were on the show? Um, you know what? One of my favorite things was, and it's funny that you mentioned it. Um, you were talking about how they did this candy floss, uh, like the Hawaiian mm-hmm. uh, the dessert, and um, one of the things that I kind of had a similar oh boy moment when I looked at it was uh, was the milfoy. Which I had never heard of in my life. Sorry, uh, you're gonna have to explain. Yeah, that and, it, and, it, and basically, it was the dessert where it was the layered, uh, the layered puff, um, puff pastry with the pastry cream and the berries, and we had to do it. And you had to taste and see which berries were in. You had no, to do we, the flavors. Well, like we tasted theirs, but then we had to basically make it our own. So uh, okay. I chose to do kind of a blend of you know what reminded me of my cottage, which is kind of where I learned to cook with my mom and my grandma and stuff like that. So I did like a maple pastry cream with blackberries and raspberries. Um, and kind of like a cinnamon sugar on top, which is, you know, like the porridges we used to have at the cottage and stuff. So I kind of just went to my comfortable place. But it's what you were saying about the like the wine thing is looking at it and kind of breaking it down. I'd never even heard of a Milfoy when I saw it. So what I had to do was kind of look at it and say, okay, what is this? Don't freak out. It's just puff pastry, pastry cream, berries. So break it down into the elements. And then if you know how to make those elements, you can figure out how to kind of build it up from there. So it's almost looking at a dish, breaking it down into its individual elements, and then putting those elements back together. And I think that's kind of what MasterChef really taught me uh, or what it uh, what it really honed me in on and what I've gotten better at now. So you only had oh, one oh boy moment when you looked at all those different dishes? Oh, no, no. There's plenty of oh boy moments. I mean, there was the one, <laughs> there was one part where uh, in the, the team challenge where, you know, like, kind of half pass out there and things like that like it was uh there was definitely some oh boy moments and i got more and more comfortable as i cooked in the kitchen mm-hmm. but you know that first time cooking in the kitchen was probably one of the most stressful things i've ever done i mean you're shaking and there you're you, you, you know, didn't come across like you were nervous oh. at all <laughs> <laughs> then they must have they must have uh cut all those parts out because uh, i was definitely nervous so. how many episodes are there so um how many go into the kitchen is it 24 24- so there was this year. So this year there was twenty four selected, uh, twelve um, made the top twelve and got their aprons. Uh, and then there's kind of one episode. Someone gets eliminated every episode except for the double elimination, which was Justine and I. Yeah. And do you like the team challenges? Um, I enjoy the team challenges. <laughs> it depends on uh, who your leader is. Um, I definitely am not one to receive uh, instruction well when I'm kind of being talked to in a manner that's not collaborative. Um, so one of those leaders was tough to work with, but uh, another of those leaders was an absolute dream to work with. So, you know, I, I had a great time in the Burger Challenge, uh, and I can't say enough about how great Alicia's leadership was and working with Barry was and things like that. So, I mean, it kind of depends on on what your team is, what you're doing, things like that. And I also like motorcycles and things like that and oh. burger, burgers and fries. So, I mean, it was, well, it was a perfect challenge for me. Do you gravitate towards one or the other of the judges? Do you see the judges outside of the actual kitchen? Is there any contact at all not too much they they really try and keep uh, them separate because they don't want any favoritism they don't want any you know buddy buddiness with the judges and that's why they got through the challenge and anything like that so they're like i said it's a competition they're very serious about that and i i respect that so 
But that being said, you know, um, after the competition and, and during the competition, when you're in the kitchen, you know, you get the you get the talks and off camera and things like that sometimes. And and um, one person that kind of really had a really had an effect on me was Claudio. Um, I mean, you can kind of see him even when I cut myself. He came out. He was kind of you know giving me a hug around the shoulders, telling me in my ear, "It's okay. Everybody makes mistakes. Things like that. Yeah. You know, don't give up. You're an amazing cook." And you know, those are some of the reasons why. I literally was in the kitchen the next day with a cast on cooking, making cookies because, you know, he really had an impact on me and I respect him so much that, you know, I thought, you know, I can't let this guy down. I got to, I got to keep going. Good for you. Now, are you sequestered? Uh, Because I think the, the, well, the one I watched today, um, they had their families come in and they were so excited to see them. And I got the impression from Barry, who's still on the show, that he said he hadn't seen his wife. Now, I don't know if it's because she lived in Vancouver or whatever, but are you all together all the time, or do you get to go home? Yeah, I can't say too much about that. Uh, but, yeah, we're all we're kind of all together and uh, and uh, kept uh, away from others yeah. while we're filming. So Yeah, and it's, it's a pre-recorded show? Um, pretty much for the most part or uh, yeah because I'm watching I'm watching so what I'm doing is I'm watching episodes later so yeah, okay. that's how I watch them on on the, on the CTV channel on the CTV yeah. yeah and I think yours was a bit you had an internet episode yeah the redemption well. episode was uh, the first year this is the first year they've tried to do uh, an online episode so it was kind of their take their uh, their take at an online episode and working with different mediums and, uh, and things like that yeah it was cool so can anybody cook uh, absolutely. I think, uh, you know what, there's anybody can cook. Um, there's different levels of cooking, obviously, and, you know, can anyone decide, you know, tomorrow they want to make a five tier wedding cake from scratch and make it perfectly. You probably could, but you know, you're going to go through, <laughs> you're going to long night and, and a lot of, uh, a lot of learning, but yeah, like anyone can, can learn to cook basics. Um, if you just take the time, there's so much out there on YouTube, Food Network, things like that. That's honestly where I learned to cook. Um, Food Network's changed a lot over the has, years. It's, it's, a, it's lot a lot more, more of the, yeah, it's yeah. a lot more of the competitions. I used to really like watching the shows. My daughter and I would sit and watch the hmm. shows. Um, there's one guy from Canada. He was out east. I can't remember what his name is. He just, he was in the kitchen and just grabbed his stuff. And really, I, I, I liked him because it was more of the ingredients that I would use. But, oh, yeah. but yeah, it's a lot more of the competitions now. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it, it's because of the reality TV type thing. And oh. people want to see kind of, you know, challenges and, you know, not just it, it, because the internet's so huge now and people can go anywhere on the internet on Pinterest or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all recipes or whatever and get whatever they want. It's they're going less to the TV medium to watch recipes. So they want to see something different that they can't get online. And that's kind of where I think you're seeing that change personally. Yeah. Um, that's just my opinion. But, um, but yeah, like it's I grew up kind of on, on the same thing, like Chef Chuck, Chef at Home. Yeah, Barefoot Chef Contessant, at Home. Chef yes, yeah. yeah, like uh, all those people. Like I, I love watching those, and I, I kind of still go on YouTube and watch old episodes of that as yeah, well. Yeah, I wish they'd bring some of those back. Yeah. But we're going to take a short break, a short music break, and the music break is going to be followed by an, an announcement regarding the upcoming marathon. So we'll be back in a few minutes with Matt, and we're going to get into more aspects of cooking, and maybe he can bring something home for all of us average cooks, maybe some tips and tricks. We'll be right back.
Hello, listeners of Radio Maria Canada. Join us from May 23rd to May 27th for the annual Radio Maria Marathon 2017. This is a time where we unite with other Radio Maria stations around the world who need our support. To pledge your support, please visit our website at www.radiomaria.ca and call us here at the office and speak to our volunteers at 416-245-7117. Thank you for supporting Our Lady's mission of evangelization. You're listening to Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking with Matt Vanderhelm of MasterChef Canada Season 4. Um, before we left, I asked a question to Matt, can anybody cook? And he's going to bring this home to us. He's not, you know, don't watch the show and think that that's what it's all about. He he can really bring it home to us that we can cook. We don't have to be as good as he is or any of the contestants. So Matt, make us all feel better. Tell us about your philosophy in the kitchen. It's not always all the big meals, is it? No, it's absolutely not. It's um, my philosophy and kind of what I've tried to start my company with and based on that philosophy is it's all about bringing people together um, through healthy, fresh food. Um, so basically what that means is just no matter what you're eating, try and make it something fresh, something healthy, um, and something, well, at least somewhat healthy, and something that's going to be kind of bringing people together and, you know, put your phones away, have some conversation, and just kind of be together and, and let food be the catalyst to that. It's funny you say that because I was watching um, a show. It was on the cooking network, somewhere on the cooking network. And they're saying the popularity of these food shows is really divergent to the amount of people that are actually cooking. Mm -hmm. So the less people are cooking, yep. the more these shows become more and more popular, which is which is very odd. Um and we were talking uh, off the radio a bit about how the show has, e how the cooking network has evolved into more competitions as opposed to the individual cooking shows. So when it comes to your own business, you're trying to bring that back, right? You're giving courses. Are you trying to start people at base level when you're teaching them? Or are these courses that you're offering for people that have had met much experience? It's uh, it's kind of a, a huge smattering. I, I, I can do a class basically with anyone. And uh, I actually just ran a class on Saturday. Uh, it was a Thai cooking class. And a lot of these people ranged from people who cook all the time to people who never cook. And, um, you know, we put them in teams. So we tried to put people who cooked a little bit with people who didn't cook and things like that. But everyone said they learned something, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we actually, we did something that most people were like, you know, this is way too complicated. I would never do this. Uh, we made curry paste from scratch in a mortar and pestle. And then uh, I taught them how to cook with that curry paste and make their own curry. Um, mm. So, and what we did was with each team, I basically, I wanted to show them that you can do anything in a curry. You can put any protein, you can put any vegetables you want, really. Um, because, you know, if you look online, you'll find the traditional put peas in, put Thai eggplant in, put chicken in. Um, and that's great. I mean, it tastes great. It's going to taste like green curry, but it's not innovative. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to do is I actually put them in teams and I did an auction and I put a bunch of different ingredients on the table that they wouldn't think of like pineapple and 
fried shallots and star anise, uh, you know, things that they would never grab in the grocery store when they're thinking curry probably. Uh, but things that I know go well with curries and um, auctioned them off. Each team had to kind of pick which which ingredients they wanted. And I gave them some money and fake money and they auctioned it off. And then basically what ended up happening was they were cooking with these ingredients that they would have never used. And in the end, they were like, oh, my God, my curry tasted so good. How can I do that at home? And I said, you just did it here. Just, you know, you got to just basically think about the base ingredients. You know, why why did pineapple taste good in that? Because it was sweet and it was it went well with the spicy Okay, so break it down to those basing, you know, flavors and go from there. And and they kind of really like that. So, you know, that's kind of something you can do on your own as well when you're cooking. It's understand, you know, what's sweet, what's salty, what's spicy, what's uh, savory, what's umami. And most people don't know the last one, umami, which is very uh, prevalent in, in uh, Asian culture. Basically, just think miso soup. It's that flavor. Mm, okay. Um, but, um, but yeah, once you can break it down to those flavors... You can really adjust and change and modify any dish. We can get into bad habits, I think. You know, you go into the grocery store and you go for the same things. Mm-hmm. It would be great if we all had sous chefs to do all the cutting and cleaning and everything and, and try. But uh, that is, to me, that's, I think if I was going to pinpoint my one flaw in the kitchen is I go to the same things, the things mm-hmm. that I know that my family will like. And to have someone there that would teach you, you know, if you do it in a setting like that, where you're not the one that's cutting and you're not going shopping and you can experiment, it's an amazing way to teach people how to do this. Mm -hmm. Now, when you use um, cooking ingredients, do Mm -hmm. you normally go to the fresh food? Do you use much in the way of processed foods at all? Is it organic, not organic? So for me... Uh, organic, not organic doesn't matter too much. Uh, I, you know, or, when you're running a business and you're buying organic foods, your yeah. food costs go up and therefore, you know, it's, it's uh, more expensive. But, um, you know, I try to buy things that I know are healthy. Uh, for example, if you can avoid Chinese garlic, try and avoid it. Um, oh, just because okay. specifically Chinese garlic has problems with it now, um, in certain markets. So try and get from California or something like that. Um, that's just, you know, thing, little things like that, that I've learned, um, but for the most part, I try and, uh, I go really around meat. So I try and go, you know, I found depending on what supermarket you're by, um, just try and walk in, see how it is. Because when I lived in Port Credit, uh, the no frills there was like, I wouldn't even step foot in it. Oh. Um, and I'm not, I'm not one, like I go, I go to Goodwill all the time. I go to Valley Village. I'm not one to kind of be like that, but it's just dirty. You and don't want to play when you're buying, food. Exactly. When you're buying food, you don't want it to be like that. Um, that being said, I went, I go to the one on Bloor Street right by my house now and the no frills is absolutely incredible. They have a huge selection. Their vegetables are great and it's way cheaper than everything else. So, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of experiment, see what's around you. Um, but really, you know, a vegetable is a vegetable. So whether you're getting it from no frills, Loblaws, theirs, you know, Superstore, whatever, just feel it, test it, you know, make mm-hmm. sure your apples are crunchy and your, you know, your cucumbers aren't soft sort of thing. So yeah. as long as you're feeling your food and making sure it's all good, you're good. But uh, if I want specialty ingredients, I always go down to St. Lawrence Market. Okay. And that's a that's a big one for me. Um, it's almost like a vacation for me. I like just kind of going. I haven't been down there in years. Oh, getting the smells, the sights, everything, talking to the vendors. It's it's just awesome. I love that place. I guess, I guess to have a good dish, you start with good ingredients, Absol- basically. And that is true, honestly. Like, uh, And, you know, uh, good ingredients make a good dish, like you said. So mm-hmm. if you're going to make, you know, if you want to have good vegetables, then maybe do go organic or go to those heirloom carrots or heirloom potatoes or, mm-hmm. or something that's, you know, 
the pride has been put in there that it's not just a mass-produced product sort of thing, if it's going to be a star of your dish. Do you ever hit local farmers? Are you, I guess maybe being downtown, you don't um, get the opportunity. Actually, I do have a connection with um, Albion Hills um, mm-hmm. up in um, near Bolton. Um, they have a great farm up there. They actually do plots of land that you can rent out and things like that. Mm, yeah, um, okay. So they're, they're really, really awesome, and I've gotten uh, vegetables from them, and they actually do... Um, um, kind of a program where you can get like a box of fresh vegetables. Oh, the every, delivery? Yeah, yeah the yeah, delivery. Yeah, okay. so it's, it's really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, that's becoming so, popular. Yeah, so if you want to, I think they're albionhills.ca or something like that, you can check them out. But um, they're a really good farm. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of one of the ones I have uh, connections with. But I would love to get some connections with some more local, fresh producers of, uh, of meat and, and vegetables. Well, I guess opening your own business. Now, do you have your own studio or do you go to... Um two kitchens when you're doing your courses yeah so I, i'm actually in home uh so i go to people's houses and cook in their house so uh, they just have to go to vanderkitchen.ca vanderkitchen.com yeah so and and just plug you in there yep so vanderkitchen.com uh, i've got all my information on there i've got a recipe blog i've got a travel blog kind of talking about all the travels i've done and you know how that plays into the flavors and you know, foods that I cook. Um, I've yeah, got... Yeah, see, th- this is a career. I mean, <laughs> we just can't go traveling and grab the seasoning. So you you have a lot to bring to the table, so to speak, when you get when you teach people. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of... Uh, that's why I wanted to put that travel stuff on there because not only do I love traveling, but it is something that kind of broadens my horizons, broadens my cooking spectrum, broadens my palate. Uh, and and just awesome. I, like, I just love it. I just love people and flavors and, all, and culture, so... Now, if if somebody had a particular diet, mm-hmm. someone was a vegan or mm-hmm. a vegetarian, are you able to accommodate? I know you said you're a big meat and protein guy, but are oh, yeah. you able to accommodate the different diets? Absolutely. Um, so actually, um, you know, I love one of my favorite things to cook is a brisket, but, you know, not everyone loves fatty meats and things like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to be accommodating in this industry. And uh, actually, my, my girlfriend's sister uh, was going through a whole vegetarian kind of vegan um, type thing where she was, you know, trying not to eat meat, trying to go just see, seeing how it was. And, and she's kind of settled on kind of the vegetarian thing now, but she was vegan for a bit. And um, I do a lot of cooking with their family and things like that. And when I was over, I, I had I had to cook vegan for the first time. And, and I was like, oh, crap, you know, I haven't done this. How am I going to do this? So um, but it, you know it's what? A challenge. It, it, it's a challenge. <laughs> but it, you know, I kind of took it like a like a little MasterChef challenge. Right. And and um, I ended up making her this amazing dish that I would make for myself, uh, completely vegan, um, and like completely opened my eyes to this new style that I would have never looked at. And, and basically what I did was just like a root vegetable gratin. So like you just slice them really thin, put them in there. And normally a gratin uses butter and cream and things like that. But, you know, if you look into it and you really are interested, you can find those alternatives. And what I found was um, if you just soak cashews and yeah. then, you know, you can make your own cashew cream and the cashew cream was actually incredible, and I've used it since in other dishes. Um, and so there's there's all sorts of what I'm trying to say is all sorts of alternatives out there. If you're looking for a specific diet, things like that, there's you can really change dishes and and modify and mimic flavors with all sorts of different things. Cooking with cashews is I, mean, oh. I can't use nuts in, to cook with at home because my son has a peanut allergy. Mm-hmm. But I've had dishes with cashew cream oh, yeah. and the cashew crust, and they're delicious. Yeah. They really are. Yeah, like a pistachio crust. Yeah. Or, yeah. And it's just something I, I can't do. Yeah. So we have alternatives, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I use seeds sometimes to yeah. try and get that nut flavor. I like hemp seed as well. It gets a bit Toasted nutty. pumpkin seeds. Yeah. Or, so yeah. we can kind of make, uh, but I can't use those really in crust. They just don't go well. Yeah. But um, have you ever tried any of these diets? Have you actually <laughs> Have you actually thought, you know what, I should 
understand what I'm doing and or understand the palate of somebody and gone off meat altogether? Actually, um, you know what? Like my girlfriend and I were talking about that and, and she wants to try and do something like a little bit more vegetarian because I do tend to cook meat quite a bit. Um, and we were talking, you know, why don't we try a new diet kind of every week? Let's go vegetarian one week and go vegan one week and then go whole meat one week. Oh, she's like, lucky to have you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, so it, for the rest of us, it would be like a study before yeah. we could go into that. Yeah. And for me, it's kind of just like, you know, I want to try and figure out these new things and find these new flavors and, and techniques and things like that. And the only way to do it is kind of force yourself. So if you, like you said, you get stuck in kind of the same thing yep. over and over again, or you're comfortable with a certain flavor profile or way of cooking or um, just anything really. And, and kind of the only way to break out of those boundaries is just by you know, like uh, uh, one of my favorite quotes from when I was a kid was Miss Frizzle from Magic School Bus. Oh, that's, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, get messy, make uh, no. What is it? Oh my God, I'm forgetting it now. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Think of it uh, after. <laughs> make mistakes, get messy, and some of that. But Basically, jump chan- in yeah, with take, take chances, chances, make mistakes, and get messy. Yeah. There we go. And that's kind of something I've lived by, and um, and it's just uh, something you can do in the kitchen. Well, I guess. I mean, how old are you, Matt? Uh, turning 29 this year. Okay, so. so I mean, you've got a long career ahead of you of evolving and changing things. One of the restaurants that we tend to go to quite a bit, I've noticed a lot more vegan uh, oh, yeah. foods coming on to, to the menu. And I try them, and I, I love them. I mean, it, if you have the time to play around with different things and you can do so, it is, it's worthwhile trying just to try these mm-hmm. dishes and find out. Uh, you know, you were talking about um, getting back to trying different diets and so forth. You were saying that where you were working before, you didn't feel well, you had stomach problems, Mm -hmm. you decided to make a change. Now, you're feeling better. And is that because you're in the career you want to be in? Or is it because you're eating differently? Does this tie in with your gastro pub that you're opening up? Like, how is this happening for you, your health as well? Honestly, it's it's an amazing thing. And like I said before, like I, I couldn't tell you before it happened, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you like, oh my God, someone could feel this way and it could be psychological or it could be anxiety or stress. Um, I thought for sure it had to be something internal, something that was you know wrong with me or something like that. And after having all the tests done, basically, um, you know, I was like, I got to do something. I got to make a change. And that was the trigger, right? So um, I have started, you know, I have eaten differently and that was part of kind of the process of finding out, was it a problem with my, you know, eating habits or digestive system or so, uh, you know, I do, I have my oatmeal in the morning now and that's something that I've started doing all the time and plain, simple oatmeal, not four tiered something or other. No, I, I put fresh berries in it. I can do that. Yeah. Fresh berries every morning, but you know, that's just something that's, uh, gives it a little bit of extra pop and it's super easy. Right. Um, but yeah, so I kind of I have changed a little bit of that. I've changed a lot of my kind of workout ethic, and that's a lot too to my girlfriend. She's really awesome. She's um, she's great in in the kind of fitness field, and uh, she's pushed me that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's kind of really pushed me that way. So eating, working out, um, and then just really my change in outlook on on life. Actually, just like being happy to wake up in the morning, and even though I'm doing work, it's work that's fulfilling because mm-hmm. it's my business, and I'm seeing the actual kind of. Uh, you know, fruits of my labor, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one thing when I was working in a corporate world is you, you know, you can feel like you're part of a team. You can be part of a company and you can be doing a lot of big stuff. But I always felt just like a cog in the machine kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, even if, you know, someone removed me, another cog would come in and, and just fill me kind of thing. So I like 
you know, maybe it's just me being a megalomaniac or whatever, but I like having my own company and, and kind of having the control and, and, um, and really being able to see the fruits of my labor come to life. And, and like you said, I kind of opening a gastro pub now. So that was something that I just, you know, again, said yes to and figured it out. Um, as I, you go. Yeah. As I go. And my friend was, uh, was looking at opening one and said, Hey, I'm looking for someone on the culinary end and how perfect you just came off master chef. And yep. I said, Hey, why not? Opportunities let's, happen. Figure it, let's figure You've it out. You've learned a lot earlier in life. Sometimes you just have to jump in and oh, figure it as you're swimming out. Absolutely. So tell us about the gastro pub. First of all, what is a gastro pub? Yeah, absolutely. So a gastro pub is, um, it's like a bar, but it's with more of a focus on, you know, quality food and, um, you know, quality drinks and things like that. So it's not going to be the place where you, you have, you know, pictures and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, lo- high lots etiquette of, bar. Yeah, it's, it's kind of more of a high etiquette bar sort of thing. Um, have you got your menu set out yeah, and things so that you've already got that? We're working on a menu. It's going to be a kind of small one-page menu um, paired with, you know, craft beers and, and, and nice wines and things like that. Um, and it's kind of, uh, so the place that we're looking at, uh, we have a name, um, and are you able to share that or I is can, that I can under share the, wire, the name? Yeah. No, I can share the name. Uh, it'll be the first time actually that it's been shared. So that's pretty awesome. big. Um, and it's, I can share that it is in the West end Ossington area of Toronto. Um, but until we kind of close, I don't want to get, give too many details. Um, and the name of the restaurant is Alchemy. Alchemy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a scary word for someone who's thinking of becoming a chef. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's actually, it comes from a lot of different things. Um, you know, both my my business partner and I opening the bar, we're, we're pretty uh, pretty nerdy guys. Like we love like Dungeons and Dragons and things like that. So alchemy kind of yeah, came from Yeah, you told me you're a video guy. Yeah, video games and things like that. So alchemy kind of comes from that. Um, it's one of the titles of one of my favorite albums, uh, The Alchemy Index by a band called Thrice. Um, I've also always said, you know, cooking is alchemy baking is chemistry because it's so exact. So it kind of fit on so many different levels. And it was, you know, kind of that one hitter that we just, uh, it just kind of stuck. So it's going to be great. I just, you know, just the success you had on MasterChef and your 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 drive. I, I can't imagine that it's not going to be a huge success. Well, thank you so much. Do you have a, a target date that you're looking at to open or is that still sort of up in the air? So we're kind of finishing up uh, all the closing stuff and all that this month and sometime around the end of next month, beginning of the following. Oh, so it's, it's imminent. Yeah, yeah, very imminent. Good. Nice we, patio or yeah, you have got space a f- for a patio? 46 person patio. Oh, yeah. That's it's, what Toronto's about. Exactly. Isn't it? So nice patios, nice beers, nice food. So once it's open, keep an eye out uh, and come check out Alchemy. Oh, we'll have you back. We'll yeah. have you back and then you can uh, let us all know about it because I'm sure that people, you know, especially if they go back and they start watching the show, I mean, to watch you create, I can't imagine the restaurant will be a huge <laughs> success. Thank you. Now, usually we have the tip of the day and I, I give it, but I, I can't even begin to compete with what Matt might tell you. So I asked Matt if he would give us his top three kitchen pieces of equipment to, to help us, us uh, fledgling chefs and, and get us started. So he's going he's gonna to help us out with that. So go ahead, Matt. Absolutely. So uh, I'm going to start, and it kind of might be a little bit of an ironic one, but my top piece of equipment is a good quality chef's knife. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, <laughs> you may find it ironic because I cut myself, but, but uh, the sharper the knife, the more likely you are to cut yourself, actually. Um, and the sharper you keep that knife, the more like un- the more likely you are to not cut yourself Um, because when your knife is sharp, you're cutting through things cleanly. It's not going to, you know, take a weird turn on you. It's, you can kind of anticipate what it's going to do more. Mm -hmm. So get a good knife and keep it sharp. Uh, The second one I would say is good quality spatula. Um, 
I use my spatula all the time, moving things around in a pan, you know, cleaning the edges of a plan to make sure they don't stick. Um, something that's kind of firm yet still has some give to it. Um, so that's something that's always, always one of my tips. And then uh, the last one's not really a tool. Uh, it's kind of just something I always have and, and use, and it's salt and pepper. Um, people do not salt and pepper enough. Uh, honest, oh. Honestly, like if you're, make, if you're making any type of meat, salt and pepper it. If you put onions in the pan and you're sweating them down, salt and pepper it. Um, it actually does have a chemical change to what you're cooking. Uh, we'll release the more of the flavors, more of the essential oils, more of the juices in what you're cooking. And Salt while huge. cooking. I, because yeah. I do beforehand, but actually I have heard somebody, with, um, and it was on a show, he said, never salt your meat until it's done. Oh, God, because that's, So that's not right. No, not salt really. Salt and season and both sides. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd try and get the every every portion of it that you can cover if you can. Oh, that's great. That's great. And that's from Matt Vanderhelm from MasterChef Canada. He was top eight in season four. You can learn about Matt, his company, his new venture at the Gastro Pub by going to vanderkitchen.com. He's got a beautiful blog there about his travels. He's got some awesome recipes that you can just go step by step through. And I want to thank you for coming in, Matt. You're, you're an inspiration to watch in, in the kitchen. And congratulations on your success. Just getting through the stress of that program alone. I don't know how you <laughs> did it. I, you know, you, you have to have a balance of everything. So I, running a restaurant is going to be a piece of cake. And I know it's going to be <laughs> a so. huge success for you. So thank you so much for coming in. I wish you all the success in the world. And thank you, everybody, for listening to The Health Hub. And we will talk to you next week. have been listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.